Welcome to the Lady Preacher Podcast, a podcast for the progressive Christian, where we talk about an all-loving God, an embodied Christ, and an ever-moving spirit. Dive right in as we wrestle with what it means to live out our faith in the world. Hi, friends. Welcome to the Lady Preacher podcast. Today, I am doing a bonus episode mostly because there's just so much hard stuff happening in the world right now. And I know that I could use a message of hope and a message of peace. And I figured you could as well. This past Sunday was Transfiguration Sunday, and we are just about to start the journey into the season of Lent, which is a season where we we go into deep reflection and, you know, many people fast or they do practices that try to draw them closer to God, whatever they might be. I know some folks try to do a gratitude practice or journaling prayer or whatever it might be just to help God feel a little bit closer. And there's something to the fact that the Transfiguration Sunday happens just before this season. The Transfiguration, if you're unfamiliar with that, is a story that happens in the Gospels when Jesus takes a few of his disciples up on a mountaintop and they have this experience where they see Jesus transformed. And I'll read the Luke version of that in just a moment. But before we dive in, why don't we just take a moment to pray together? If your jaw is clenched, I invite you to relax it, create a little space between your bottom and top teeth. If it's safe for you to close your eyes, you can do so. Relax your shoulders. Let your heart feel open as we join in prayer together. God of hope and God of grace, we ask that you bring your spirit of peace upon this earth. Rest your healing hands upon your people. Be a presence of stillness where there is turmoil. Bring calm where there is chaos. And bring peace where there is war. Bring love where there is hatred. God, fill us with hope that we may continue to show up, continue to love and practice little acts of kindness that make a big impact. Help us to trust that no darkness is too dark for the shining light of Christ. May we never lose hope, O oh God. In your name we pray. Amen. So this scripture comes from the gospel according to Luke chapter 9, verses 28 through 36. About eight days later, Jesus climbed the mountain to pray, taking Peter, John, and James along. While he was in prayer, the appearance of his face changed and his clothes became blinding white. At once, two men were there talking with him. It turned out to be Moses and Elijah. And what a glorious appearance they made. They talked over the Exodus, the one Jesus was about to complete in Jerusalem. Meanwhile, Peter and those with him were slumped over in sleep. When they awoke, rubbing their eyes, they saw Jesus in his glory and the two men standing with him. When Moses and Elijah had left, Peter said to Jesus, Master, this is a great moment. Let's build three memorials, one for you, one for Moses, and one for Elijah. Peter blurted this out without thinking. While he was babbling on, a light radiant cloud enveloped them. 
As they found themselves buried in the cloud, they became deeply aware of God. Then there was a voice out of the cloud saying, this is my son, the chosen. Listen to him. When those sound of the voice died away, they saw Jesus there alone. They were speechless and they continued speechless, saying not one thing to anyone during those days of what they had seen. This is the end of the reading. My friends, every Thursday morning, I get up and I go lead a Bible study at a local outreach center here in Kenosha, Wisconsin. It's called the ELCA Outreach Center, Evangelical Lutheran Church in America Outreach Center. It's located inside an old bank in a rougher part of town that has been deeply affected by poverty. And it's not uncommon to see a police car parked there in their parking lot. And at this Bible study, you never really know what to expect. Often during the colder months, people come in for a hot cup of coffee or to enjoy their breakfast. They got to go from Grace Welcome Center, which is just down the street. We sit around big tables and read scripture and talk about what it means and what God might be saying to us. Often over the hour of this Bible study, people trickle in and join us at the table or they sit further back by the windows just just listening. We've had folks come in after spending the night on the asphalt of the parking lot underneath the overhang of the old drive through. Some folks join us fresh out of jail, having heard that the outreach center was a safe place to get help and find community. And some mornings we have had to pivot as folks come in grieving, sharing that a beloved member of the community had passed away the night before. But whatever comes around this table on Thursday mornings with Bibles and coffee, we talk about God and where God is in the messiness of life. And in that, there's a lot of testimony that happens. People talking about where God has shown up for them. People have talked about how God kept them going day after day in prison. How God had led them to this place, to the outreach center or how they had experienced God in the kindness of others, how God had called out to them when they hit rock bottom, whether it was from drugs or alcohol or whatever it might have been, and pulled them up from the pit and showed them that there was hope to be had. How somehow, even when life got really dark, there was still a light that shined. This past Sunday, like I said earlier, was Transfiguration Sunday. When a few of the disciples go up on this mountain with Jesus and they see him transformed, he becomes light, the light of God. He becomes fully embodied. God made flesh right in front of them. The invisible has been made visible, but it didn't last very long. It was over almost as soon as it started, but this glimpse of glory that they got would sustain them in the days that would come. Because you see in the liturgical calendar, the church calendar, this is always the last Sunday before Lent, the Transfiguration Sunday, when the disciples get to experience Jesus in the fullness of his glory. And then they go down the mountain into Jerusalem. And many of us know what comes next in Jerusalem. Eventually, Jesus is handed over to the authorities and he's hung on a cross. They have some dark awful days ahead of them. 
And there's something about this moment where they see Jesus transformed, where, as it says in the scripture, they experienced God and felt God deeply in this moment that helps carry them through the time that is to come. And there's something to this rhythm of the liturgical calendar that we read this story before we then go into the time of Lent, which ends also with Jesus on the cross. How metaphorical it is that we get this little glimpse of glory before we go into this time of darkness. We all have had mountaintop experiences like this, moments where the veil between this life and the next or the veil between us and God or us and the sacred feels really thin, where we have sensed God's presence within us or around us, moments where we can testify that the invisible became visible, even if just for a moment. Maybe for you, it happened when an unexpected friend comforted you in the midst of your grief or the first time that you looked into a baby's eyes. And it doesn't You don't have to be a parent to know what that is like. I am not a parent yet. And looking into the eyes of my best friend's babies or my niece and my nephew, ah, there's just something there. Or maybe you've gotten a glimpse of God's glory standing alongside a huge body of water. I know I feel it standing alongside the Pacific Ocean when I go home or when I look and see Mount Rainier in the distance. Or maybe you have stood on a mountain's edge, you've gone hiking and you've looked out over this vista and God felt so present in that moment. These are those mountaintop experiences like what these disciples had. But the thing is, is that we don't live our lives on the mountaintops. We live our lives down in the valleys, in those ordinary moments of life, the mundane of Monday and Tuesday and Wednesday afternoons that just drag on forever. That's where we live. And we live through the hard stuff as well. The things that don't feel mundane, but just feel truly, truly awful. We don't live on the mountaintop. And Jesus knew that. And I think that's why he brought his disciples back down the moment, because he knew the path that these disciples would have to take. And he knew, I think, that this moment on the mountain would carry them through the hard stuff to come, that it would sustain them in the days leading up to and following their Savior's death, their friend's death. For a brief moment, they had seen God. So no matter how difficult life might become, they could cling to that. They could hold on to that. We saw God. We know God is real. And the same can be true for us. Those small moments, those little glimpses of God that we catch, those are what keep us going through the ordinary moments and especially when things get really hard. The reason that we don't lose hope in the midst of the storm is because we know to look for the rainbow when the clouds finally break. We know what to look for. And so we don't lose hope. We know God's faithfulness never fails, even if the storm lasts way longer than we want it to. Because we know to look for the rainbow when the clouds break. Because we have seen it before.
And so now when the world feels like a really dark and scary place, when we are almost at the two-year anniversary of everything closing down due to COVID, when war has broken out across the world, but especially in Russia and Ukraine, when we find ourselves aching for peace, longing to be able to do something to help, when we see families being torn apart in various places, we see all of this happening. And yet, even amidst the storm, there is a light that still shines. And we know because we have seen it. Even just in the last few days, we see it in the Ukrainian woman who tried to put sunflower seeds in the pockets of Russian soldiers so that if they died, sunflowers would grow from the soil. Or in the baby who was born in a subway tunnel where people were taking shelter. These are glimpses of God's glory, God's light breaking through the invisible made visible, the light in the darkness. My friends, I encourage you to look for those moments. God is there. God is here. And for that, we can give thanks and not lose hope. Peace be with you, my friends, and may God be with you wherever you go. Amen. My friend, thank you so much for joining us today. I am so grateful for you. Without you, this ministry would not be possible. So thank you from the bottom of my heart. The Lady Preacher podcast is part of a nonprofit called Dancing Pastor Ministries. And you can find us online at dancingpastor.org or join the community by finding us on Facebook at Dancing Pastor Ministries. If you would like to be a part of supporting this podcast, there are many ways you can do that without giving monetarily. You can share our posts on social media, send an episode to a friend, or just leave a review. If you would like to support us financially, you can do so at dancingpastor.org slash give. My friend, you are a gift. Thank you for being here and God bless.